a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Bodor snatches it out of midair. Here's 88, Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. And for those of you who don't know or didn't listen to the pilot episode that was recently posted just a couple days ago, I am the official new host for Locked On Devils. So come to me for all Devils information and the honor will be mine. Now let's get into it. But first, I just want to mention something. It's a very special person's birthday today. He turns 21. That's right. It's your host's birthday today, so please, if you have the opportunity, wish me a very happy birthday. I am 21, as I stated, and what better way to celebrate my 21st birthday than to bring you guys the information or the stories of the New Jersey Devils. So let's get right into it. Now, I know the last two NHL Hall of Fame induction ceremonies have been bittersweet for New Jersey Devils fans. I know they like watching guys get elected into the Hall of Fame to be recognized for their achievements, their dedication, their hard work, and to see who's the best of the best in the hockey world. But here's the bitter moment. The question is, when will this guy get elected into the Hall of Fame? Come on, he's a legend. Just ask any New Jersey Devil fan. Giveaway. Sakura able to walk in. Elias back to Sakura. Patrick Elias scores! When you think of the New Jersey Devils, yes, you think of a defensive-minded team. That's why goalies like Martin Brudor and defensive men Scott Stevens and Scott Nadermeyer are in the Hall of Fame already. But you can't think of the New Jersey Devils and not think of Patrick Eliash, one a longtime captain for this Devils organization, won two Stanley Cups. He's broken so many Devils records. What more can he do? This guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, says some people. Some people say he's not really a Hall of Famer. He more belongs in the Hall of Good. And you see that a lot in sports. To to reiterate what the Hall of Good is for some of the casual sports fans, the, the Hall of Good is for a player that won't make the Hall of Fame but did have an excellent career. So why isn't Eliash a first ballot Hall of Famer like I've heard some people say? Because he's been snubbed twice. And we're going to go over and see what is keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. And is there any realistic chance that he does make the Hall of Fame? Because this guy already has his jersey number retired at the Prudential Center. No player will ever wear number 26 if they are wearing a red and white uniform and are located in New Jersey. Eliash done so much for this Devils organization. He's played his entire career with the Devils. He almost did leave for the Rangers, so he almost left for a rival team, but I think that's really the only blemish that uh, Devils fans will remember him for. He didn't get much playing time in his first two seasons in the NHL, but... By his third season, I think that's when the coaches, the front office, and the entire New Jersey fan base, I think that's when they realize they actually have something special in this kid from the Czech Republic. To give the casual fans some background information about Patrick Eliash, he was drafted in the 1994 NHL Draft 51st overall. Needless to say, that draft pick really panned out well because Eliash went on to play his entire 20-year career for the New Jersey Devils. He started in 1995 to 1996 and ended his career 
during the 2015-2016 season from age 19 to age 39. That is impressive. Now, here's where we have to break down his career year by years, look at the high points, look at the low points, look at what he could have done in certain situations, um, how the lockout, a few lockout years could have affected him, and just overall see what is he missing, what credentials does he need in order to be included into the Hall of Fame. Because remember, in the Hall of Fame, there's no, you can miss, oh, you can miss one or two things and you can still get in. No, 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 no. This is best of the best. This is elite of the elite. So there's absolutely no room to hide whatsoever. Let's look at his first two seasons in the NHL. Nothing to write home about whatsoever. During the 1995-1996 campaign, a 19-year-old Eliash only played in one game and didn't do anything. So, obviously nothing to write home about there. 1996-1997, yeah, he played in 17 more games, but still nothing to write home about. Generated five points with three of them being assists, two of them being goals. He really didn't hit his stride until the 1997-1998 campaign, his third year in the league, when he generated 37 points, 18 of them goals, the rest of them assists, which is 19, in 74 games played. And I think that's when the front office, the coaches, and all of New Jersey fan base, like I've mentioned before, hey, I think we have something special in this kid, so let's just keep playing him and see what we can do. Unfortunately, this is where the issues come into play. We have to look at the New Jersey Devils system. The New Jersey Devils, not right now because their defense is absolutely atrocious. Their defense is what made them so successful during those title runs, during those playoff runs. As I've mentioned, look at um, them knocking out the Toronto Maple Leafs. Look at what they did to the Detroit Red Wings during the 1995 Stanley Cup. So this is where this is where Eliach really doesn't get to reach his full potential because he's not in a favorable system. He's in a defensive system, and he's a winger. He's a very good winger. But remember, look at who's in the Hall of Fame already for the Devils. Martin Brudeur, one of the best goalies to ever touch the rink. Scott Stevens, one of the most intimidating defenders. You hear it in my previews for this broadcast. He is not someone you want to make angry. And Scott Niedermeyer. So, already, people don't really have a favorable outlook on the Devils when they think of offense. So, this is where Eliach kind of falls short about trying to become into the Hall of Fame. Because when the experts are thinking of the Devils, they're not really thinking of offense. They're thinking of defense. So, they're looking for defensive players. But by no means am I trying to diminish what Eliash has done for this Devils organization. Let's look at what he did in the 2000 Stanley Cup playoffs. Along with Peter Shikora and Jason Arnott, together they formed the Devils' famous A-line. That trio combined for 428 points during the 1999 and 2000 and 2000 and 2001 season and was the best offensive line to ever play together on the Devils. So when you think of New Jersey Devils, you don't just think of defense, you think of that A-line. And I believe experts need to reconsider and just be like, okay, Eliash, okay, they had sort of like a big three kind of thing. So just to reiterate, 
when you think of New Jersey, you don't just think of defense. You think of that offensive line. That was a scary thing to see if you were the opponent coming out of the locker room and you see those three players on the rink. Because they could score at any given moment and they can come at you in more ways that you've never seen before. Safe to say that Ilyash, for the most part, was a well-respected player. He was well-liked amongst the organization and he represented his country well. One of the things that I want to highlight when I was looking at his career was his 10th year in the league, 2005-2006. Now, he only played in 38 games, but the reason for that was because the NHL went into a lockout. As a result of the lockout, one of the rules that the NHL established or got rid of was the removal of the clutch and grab. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what the clutch and grab is, it was a brand of defensive hockey where teams could hold and hook opponents to prevent goals and stifle the other team's offensive play. As in, to put it in layman's terms, complete sabotage for someone from scoring. And as a result, players now essentially can't even touch each other. Otherwise, they are going to the penalty box for a two-minute minor for interference, for hooking, for whatever the case might be, roughing, I don't know. But needless to say is players... They got to play a better brand of defense. Now, here's what I wanted to highlight more importantly was his stats during the 2000 and 2001 NHL campaign. That was his fifth year in the league. That was the year after the Devils won the championship. He had 96 points. He scored 40 goals and had 56 assists. That is impressive. He set the record for most points in a single season by a New Jersey Devils player. That record was previously held by Kirk Muller during the 1987 and 1988 season. Any old hockey fan can tell you the style of play that we see night in and night out currently is completely different from a game, say, just pick any game from 1995 through 2005 and just count the amount of flagrant holds, hooks, and outright open field tackles that go uncalled. Just imagine if that rule was abolished during Eliach's 96-point year campaign. He could have had way more points if the defense that we know today was integrated during that career year for him. Also, I need you to consider the amount of penalties that would be assigned if that were to happen. Eliash could have potentially had more power play goal opportunities as well because keep in mind he had a career high in power play goals during the 2008 and 2009 season with a grand total of 12. During that season where he had 96 points he had eight and the year before that which was 1999 and 2000 he had nine and the year after 2000 and 2001 the 2001-2002 season he had eight again. So Obviously, is this a bit of a stretch? Probably, but I still feel as though if those rules were the same as they were today during that certain time period, he could have had just a few extra point opportunities to crack that triple-digit achievement. I feel like more records could have potentially been broken by him. Speaking of break, has your car ever broken down? Well, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselves. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. 
RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or login account. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professional and do-it-yourselves. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see what all parts are available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so you've basically heard me rambling on for the past 15 minutes or so, but now it's time to look at Eliash's final career lines, see his achievements, and see where he is locked in in terms of being in the Hall of Fame, and you're going to hear my personal opinion at the end of this episode. So Eliash, let's look at some of his best seasons with the Devils. During the 2000 and 2001 campaign, Gosh, I feel like I've been talking about that season a lot. He finished with 40 goals, which was 10th in the NHL, 56 assists, which was also top 10 in the NHL. He finished in 9th, and 96 points. We've already talked about that was a New Jersey Devils record. He was third in the league in points at the time. Now let's look at 2003 and 2004. He had 38 goals, which was 4th in the NHL. He had 43 assists, which resulted in 81 points, and he finished 6th in the NHL with points that year. 2006 and 2007, a bit of a bittersweet kind of thing, the bitter side of things. He almost signed with the Rangers that offseason, but the sweet moment was he was named captain. He played in 75 games, had 21 goals, 48 assists, and finished with 69 points. Now, let's go a little further down in his career. 2011 and 2012, he had 26 goals, 52 assists, which was... Also top 10 in the NHL at the time at number 7. And he finished with a grand total of 78 points. Which resulted in him finishing 10th for most points in the NHL that year. Let's look at his whole career playoff stat line, shall we? He played in 162 playoff games. Had 45 goals, 80 assists for a grand total of 125 points. That's pretty impressive considering the fact that he's won two Stanley Cups. All in all, Patrick Eliash finished with 1,240 games played for the Devils. He had 408 goals, which is a franchise record for the Devils. 617 assists, which is also a franchise record. And 1,025 points, also a franchise record. So three franchise records, all held by Eliash. He finished his career with the New Jersey Devils as a four-time All-Star, appearing in the All-Star game in 2000, 2002, 2011, and 2015. He has 10 20-goal seasons, four 30-goal seasons, and one 40-goal season. I also forgot to mention, Ilyash has 79 game-winning goals. 
that is also another Devils franchise record in which he proudly owns. As a result for his successful career with the Devils, he is the second all-time Shaq in points behind Yaromir Yager. Yager finished his career with 1,921 career points, whereas Eliash had 1,025, as I mentioned. All right, I hate to do this, but I'm warning you right now, if you're an Eliach fan, you probably want to turn off this podcast because here's where I'm going to have to play villain. Let's look back at some of his stats, shall we? If you forgot what they are, allow me to reread them. He played in 1,240 career games. That's 96th all-time in the NHL. Okay, that's pretty decent. He played in a in a good amount of games but here's where it's not it's getting kind of iffy and kind of murky he had 408 career goals that's a devil's franchise record but in terms of nhl that's 92nd all time 617 career assists again that's a devil's record but in terms of the nhl he stands at 84th all time and for points 1025 we talked about how he's the second check in points of all time in the NHL 81st all time now you're probably saying to me Trey he's in the top 100 of course he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame what difference does that make okay let me prove the point even more we need to look at some of his accolades because this is where it's this is where it's gonna be a little touchy okay yes he has won two Stanley Cups with the Devils but you can't just rely on that as your only accolades. There's a lot of people who win Stanley Cups and they haven't done anything in their careers. Not trying to disrespect Eliach under any stretch of the imagination, but I just got to say, for an all-time great player who wants to be in the Hall of Fame, you kind of have to have a little more accolades under your belts. He has never won a playoff MVP, so the Conn Smythe Trophy, not in his trophy case. No MVP in general, so the Hart Memorial Trophy, say goodbye to that. No Rookie of the Year. We already went through uh, his first few years in the league, so the Calder Memorial Trophy, nope. Never led in scoring, although he has come close, wasn't enough. So the Art Ross Trophy goes out the door. Now, I'm not too big into forwards winning an award for their defense because, you know, it's like that's not their job. That's the defensive men's job, but... There's something called the Frank J. Selkie Award, which does award forwards for not only being great offensively, but demonstrating some defensive skills. And surprise, surprise, but Eliash has not won it. He couldn't even win a Lady Bing Award, which demonstrates great sportsmanship. So he, he can't just have Stanley Cup wins, a couple of international hardware and also winning the Golden Stick. For anyone who doesn't know what the Golden Stick is, it awards the best of the best Sheck players. Now, here's the thing. I will be open about this. Things like these kind of topics are very subjective, so it really depends on who you ask. Should Eliash be in the Hall of Fame or not? Now, if you're asking me for my personal opinion, I feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame or be given a chance but it's going to take some time and it will not be easy. And if he does not end up there, I won't be surprised either. He is no doubt a New Jersey Devils legend. He wholeheartedly deserves to have his jersey retired. He left a great impact for the Devils organization. He holds a lot of franchise records. But unfortunately, compared to the NHL and other NHL players, he's 
behind the eight ball, but it's not his fault per se because he was in the wrong system and also participating in different eras really does hurt him a little bit. But I do believe when you think of New Jersey Devils hockey, you can't not think of Patrick Eliash. It, it, it's just a fact. So I really do believe he will get there someday. But here's the thing. New Jersey Devils fans, I can't reiterate this enough. You have to be patient. And also, if he doesn't end up there, you have to understand as to why he didn't really meet the requirements to be in the Hall of Fame. But lastly, I just want to end on a good note. All of this is subjective. All of this can change. And it can still very much happen. But we just have to have patience. And you know what? Good things come to those who wait. All right, that's about my time. I'm Trey Matthews, your host. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I will see you in the next episode. Keep an ear out. Continue to stay safe, New Jersey.